You are now tuning in to Empower 610, where we power minds one episode at a time. One of our missions here is empowering the creatives and power the community. By empowering the creatives and empowering the community, our whole goal is to empower the culture. Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Empower 610, where we power minds one episode at a time. Let's get it nice today. We got a couple of guests here that are very close friends of the pod, as always. We love friends of the pod, you know what I'm saying? They're gems in the community. Mm-hmm. Gems in the streets. Oh, yeah. Gems on the club scene. Yes, sir. To make moves with their hands, to make people move with their feet. You heard me? <laughs> exactly, exactly. One of the elements of hip-hop, for sure. Gang. And not only that, but last summer, when we were on tour, they were part of it. Yeah, the Hip Hop 101 and Power 610 tour that kicked off at West Park. We then decided to get out into the streets with the Playground program sponsored by the City of Allentown. Shout out to them for that. And what we decided to do was bring things out to the community right into the parks to have an MC and also have a DJ. And at one park, we also had a producer showing people how to make beats. So, you know, one thing that's big with us, we're all about empowering, you know, the community, empowering the creatives, and of course, empowering the culture. So these two brothers here helped us do a little bit of all of that live and in front of the people. Yes, sir. So let's give it up for DJ Mike Nice and DJ Romeo. Let's go. Energy in the room. Let's show. And you know what's dope about this? is like what I was saying to you earlier in pre-production, that me and my man Mike Nice, we go way back. Mm-hmm. DJ yep. a lot of parties for me. We work together. We've collabed. Talked music heavy. And then, yep. you know, we go back. So it's like our generation. And then y'all two are homies. Yes, sir. Y'all sir yes, sir. So it's an interesting transition of, you know, dialogue that's going to go on here. For sure. For sure. So we're going to start out with Mike Nice. If you want to give yourself uh, a quick intro for the people that are first hearing about you. And then uh, DJ Romeo, you could do the same. Yep. So I'm DJ Mike Nice. DJ M-I-K-E-N-Y-C-E. Um, a DJ hip-hop, reggae, R&B, um, also, Latin, a lot of Latin music, salsa, merengue, bachata. So I mix it up for you know everybody. He put on a whole DJ show at Franklin Park too. That video clip is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Turn See, I gotta learn that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Looking yeah. good, man. Yeah, we love to see it. That's saw that entertainment vibes. DJ Romeo, Thomas up. Yes, sir. It's the one and only DJ Romeo G. Um, I go by Romeo G. The one and only. I was born in Liberia, West Africa. Came Dang. to. Came to this country in 2004. I do all kinds of events, weddings, birthdays, everything. Mostly specialized in weddings, but just been doing my thing in the valley, trying to make a mark. That's dope. So this year, it'll be 20 years you're out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, so nice. I'm, just, I'm just curious, mm-hmm. you know, your origin story. Like, what brought you to this area? So um, I was born in Liberia, then a war started. So my family uh, moved from... Liberia to Ivory Coast, which mm. is like a neighboring country. Yeah. And then from Ivory Coast to Ghana, from Ghana back to Ivory Coast, and then to the U.S. Mm. And wow. just because of war for stability, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Now, did your family know anybody here in the Lehigh Valley? Nah. Wow. So the U.S. Wow. was the U.S. was doing like a resettlement thing. Yeah. And they just say, all right, these people are refugees in another country. We're going to bring them here. We're going to support them. And... That's it. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. I was curious too because I, I got a couple of homies out here 
are from Liberia, so I was curious. Oh, okay, okay. Like if you, if you were related to my own, I'm like, oh snap, that's crazy. Yeah. But yo, that's dope. That but you we know. do know each other. Like all yeah, yeah. all Africans, all Liberians, we yeah. somehow know each other. Yeah, wow. that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, that's fire. Got a crew already here, and that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Mike, nice man. Tell them where you really from. I'm from the Bronx, boogie down. Yeah, I heard. On my hip hop, yep, yep. <laughs> I get busy on those turntables. He's not playing games. Yeah, I love, I love doing turntablism. You know, rocking the ones and twos, scratching. You know, doing the tricks and stuff like that. Um, what they call DMC style, um, DJing. So yeah, I'll do some of that too. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. So, what first got you into DJing in the first place? Because you know, Bronx, home of hip hop, a lot of influence there. Out of all the elements of hip hop, why DJing? Um, DJing was around. I, I, I've seen it, you know, the the block parties, you know, grow, growing up. Um, of course, the music in the Bronx is all around. You know, you hear all types of music, different cultures. So it, it just, you know, kind of stuck. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, and I, another thing about DJing is just you know controlling the crowd, controlling the people, which is which is dope too. So making people happy, pretty much. Yeah. That's that's dope. That's dope. And then how about how about you, DJ Romeo? What first got you on your first turntables? For me, I've always loved music. Um, but my first experience when I really thought like I wanted a DJ, I went to homecoming and um I don't know if you know DJ Adriano. He was yeah, yeah. yeah, he was DJing my homecoming and like he was killing it, man. Like he was he was just vibing and people were having a good time and I, I seen that, I was like, Wow, I kinda I kinda wanna I want a piece of that. I want to do that. And that year, I asked for a, a mixer. I got it. Went on YouTube. Just started watching YouTube and trying to figure out and mastering the craft and stuff like that. Mm. And yeah, I would say that was my first inspiration to just chase this. So I'm curious as far as both of you both being, you know, renowned DJs out here. Has either one of you ever tried your hand at like music production or like rapping or poetry or any of that? I'm curious. So I've done um, a couple of Jersey Club tracks, some remixes, really. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. I I haven't gotten into that yet. Like my girl keeps saying, it'll be so cool if you can like remix some some of these music that you play, some of these songs that you play. Mm-hmm. But I just I never really got around to it. But one day, one day, of course, <laughs> one day. That's that's a 2024 challenge, and I want to hear you do that by the end of the year. Okay, bet, you got bet. mad time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah. We're going to check in, too. I okay. Hear that. I got you. I got you. We're going to hold you accountable. I got you. <laughs> one, of, one of the dope things that I think he said was the fact that, like, he got inspired from another DJ as yeah. well. And then with Mike Nice, just with, like, the whole community being surrounded by hip-hop, yep. it's just what we always talk about, about empowering the creatives. And then just with you guys doing this interview right now, you might be empowering someone else that never decided to, like, look at turntables and might just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's it's really interesting as a creative how it goes full circle because uh, first you start out as maybe a hobbyist or maybe just curious about it and then eventually like you put the dedication, you put in the effort, you put in the money and start buying all the equipment and then all of a sudden you master it and now you become the mentor or that inspiration for the next generation, which is uh, super dope. Yeah, and that's why I was talking to y'all a little bit about equipment because... uh. I grew up in the party house for a little bit, so um, I have relatives that are DJs. People was throwing house parties in my basement. You know, I, I talked to it on this podcast a little bit. I used to sneak to the basement when I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> my, my basement was like the club. Like my mom 
allowed some of our relatives to, like charge money for people to come into the basement. Mm. We had a graffiti door, the whole night. Everyone who came in used to tag the door and stuff. So wow. it was real hip hop in my crib, which is why I'm so into it. Mm-hmm. But I used to sneak down and uh mess with my my um my brother's uh equipment. So I would be down there taking the interest, say, Yo, what you doing on scratch my records? You know what I'm saying <laughs> so but I had this love for music, so that's why I was like, I think at some point I just want to buy something just for the crib, just for self. Yeah, and to to add on to that, um, you know, speaking about doing going it full circle, uh, you guys were also involved with a couple of the events that we hosted, uh, specifically the one at Franklin Stevens Park. Uh, speak to us about that experience. Have you guys ever done like community events before, and what was that like? Uh, working with the community and, and doing something right in public uh, just for our neighboring community of 610. Yeah, I've done um, <clears throat> a one church event. Um, I think it was Union Baptist. Oh, yep, yep. I've done one outside uh, block party there and another block party for right there on 6 in Hamilton. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shelter. Mm. I believe that was there. Um, six in um, like Linden between Linden oh, yep, and yep. and two uh, somewhere around there, <laughs> but yeah, th- those were the two that I've done before, and those was dope. Those were really dope because you know everybody come out, yep. playing different stuff for everybody, and um, you know touch a different um souls, and yeah, it's dope. Yeah, you ever had any experience too? Like I know we we uh, had you like work with some of the kids and doing a little demo with them. Have you ever done that in the community with like teaching other people? Not necessarily. I'm I, not in the community, but I, I do it sometimes. That when when I'm DJing parties, like yeah, yeah. sometimes the kids, you know, they kind of run around. So I say, all right, go ahead and do this a little bit, you know. Yeah. So would you be open to doing that? Like if somebody wanted to say, you know, I want to book you to teach, because you know, master class is big in these streets, right? But that's mm-hmm. digital. It's one thing to watch a video and mimic it, but it's a whole different story to like touch it and feel. Take it. somebody and be like, this is how you do it mm-hmm. live and in person. Are you open to? Doing stuff like that to anybody who might be listening because it's it's a big thing. Like I, I say right now, education is one of the biggest commodity, but a lot of these schools are actually messing it up. Mm-hmm. Right. I know because yeah. I'd be inside of them. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've thought of doing doing it. Um, you know, I I just never put it put it all together. You know, yeah. one one time I was doing like um one hour sessions for like twenty five dollars. Yeah. You know things like that. But um yeah no it's a great idea for sure. So, yeah, I might have to make it happen because I keep seeing all my old little Facebook posts and I had one from 2014 before I started my uh my doctorate and I was like, we need a hip hop university someplace where people could learn how to DJ, MC, you know, b boy, do art, things of that nature. And then now I know like Pendulum Inc. They got something for MCs which I think is fire. Mm-hmm. But I don't see nobody doing nothing for the turntable. It's not around here. I see it mm-hmm. in other areas, but yeah, I feel like that could add another element to the culture. So. Who knows? Maybe a uh, Power Six One Zero EDU might be coming soon. <laughs> Facts. That'll be lit. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, when I first started, I was doing a lot of community events just to like practice more. Um, but when you guys uh, reached out to me to do your event, I was like, I was so honored to do that. I was like, let's make it happen. Yeah. So like, I love, I love doing stuff like that, and definitely down the road, like I want to teach kids and be a role model for people because there's been people that were role models for me mm. to put to like really teach me and walk me through and just because when you want to do something for the first time you don't you don't know the first step to take and to have somebody that's been there and wants to hold your hand and kind of like teach you the basic is very important 
Word. Yeah. Yeah. And and just seeing the the reaction of the kids, just like either like whether they were on the DJ booth or when they were playing with the NPC and stuff yep. like that. Um, you could just see their reaction of them lighting up or just when we were telling them like, Hey, do you want to try this out? Do you want to try something new that you haven't tried before? Yep. Their face just lit up with inspiration. And it's funny, but like um sometimes we take that for granted because if you, you we all had um certain memories as kids that stick with us even till adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Max, right. And so as little as that could mean to us, for them, that could stay with them until like they're an adult and be like, yo, you remember back in the day when we were at Stevens and Franklin Park and right, right. those guys oh, came and Guaranteed. then we were the, mm-hmm. they were DJing and all that. Yeah. They taught me how to rap. They let me beatbox. They did this, they did that. And it was right in my neighborhood. Right, right. And so it's, Nice is always talking about that, especially about empowering the culture. And, and we're really big on that on Power 610. So we really thank you guys. Uh, for being part of that and we got some stuff planned for this year as well along the same lines and we we want to do it bigger and better yeah we definitely want want to run it back but do it even you know bigger than that because i always say like last year was the intro yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's all that was like that was an appetizer yeah for sure for sure and um kind of bringing it back as well um i think the the coolest part about it is that like you said we have the two generations of, of DJs uh, kind of speak to you, speak about like your journey as a DJ of, of like when you started it out and then out now from here. Cause um, we were even talking behind the scenes of like how you get your music catalog and then how you guys have to network between DJs to get yeah. more music catalogs and things like that. So stuff like that could benefit someone that is just getting started. So kind of, kind of go a little bit deeper on that with the start of your musical journey from like now. Yeah. Cause DJ is a community, which I think is yeah. you know, and- pretty dope. And I think that's the very important part about the whole thing because I didn't know where to get the music when I first started. Mm. I didn't know what equipment to get when I first started. I didn't know where to get booked for clubs. Yeah, learn about copyright and stuff, right? Yeah, word of mouth is important. (laughs) But at the same time, like that's why a lot of these older DJs in the area, they're trying to do like a... Like you guys do um, the... DJ Cafe. DJ Cafe once a month. That stuff is important because like... You go there and you meet all kinds. That's where I met you. You meet all kinds of people and you network. Networking is super, super, super important for mm-hmm. DJing. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that because something we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast just in general, no matter who is sitting in these chairs, about how, you know, you network to grow your net worth. Now, right. a lot of times when I say net worth, people only think in like monetary, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, you're rich in perspective. You're rich in the people you connect with, you're mm-hmm. reaching the people, you're rich in the people you impact. You know what I mean? So all those things kind of go hand in hand. But, you know, tell us a little bit more about your journey, how you developed, you know, Mike, just let us know about how that worked out. So in the Bronx, <clears throat> um, my one friend, Kelsey, he used to do hooky uh, parties. Back in the day, they were called hooky parties. <laughs> so basically, you cut school and go to a party. <laughs> um People would come, you know, not to throw him under the bus, but that's my dude. <laughs> They'll <laughs> complain about his selection. And um, I, I, I'd be like, yo, yo, K, play this, play this instead. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was, so I was doing that so often that eventually he's like, yo, you know what? You do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. I did it. I just, I, so, you know, back what he was using was CD. So we was just literally just playing one song to the to the next or whatever. And um. Yeah, so from the hooky parties, we we did um, parties like, you know, Friday, Saturday nights and stuff like that, um, different houses. And um, 
yeah, I, I stopped. I stopped there like for for a minute. Um, then I came to Pennsylvania, and eventually was able to afford my own turntables and really take it serious. With you know, um, starting from um, turntables. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just do my thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you and I, like, we go way back. And the dope thing was, like, again, uh, just like with a previous guest with my guy Tug, mm-hmm. who, who worked with me with the magazine. You know, we was doing events right here at this beautiful building behind us. Yeah. So tell us, tell tell the people about you know how you ended up connecting with like LP and then arriving there because that's how you and I met was through LP. Yeah. So LP was um doing a lot of gigs um he was he was getting gigs on on craigslist he was killing it i and i remember i seen i, I was starting to put um gigs on, on craigslist also and um uh, i kept seeing his i need a good dj.com <laughs> it kept popping up i was like yo I'm, I'm gonna reach out to him and um he started helping me out with with finding gigs um he'll he'll he'll, he'll book me for a couple of parties and then that's when we connected too when we did we did your party, um, the magazine, yeah, Echo Live magazine, Echo yeah. Live, yep. Shout out to LP, Mister. I need a good DJ. Oh yeah, he, he was he, at he was at the event too to show up and show. Nah, support. that's 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 one of the bros. Um, he he really one of the first dudes out here that that gave me a big shot. Yeah. him and Menace. So shout yeah, out to word. DJ Menace too. Word. Yeah, word. Mm-hmm. Menace is my guy. Yeah, that's. I just did a uh, show with Menace. Um, for the first time, and I've been in this area forever. I've been DJing for a while. Always heard about him, but it was an honor to actually meet him in person too. Yeah, he he's a class act. He he's super nice, very dope. He's done a few of my my events. Um, I've even connected with a lot of other people. We uh, collabed on an event with a uh, Mike Frasetto for the United Youth Party for the Green Room. Mm. Had Menace come there and kill it. It was just amazing. So it's dope to see how that's all progressed over all this time as well. And now he's you know, doing reggae fest every year. <laughs> um, and then, you know, all the events he gets involved in. He was at Music Fest last year with Red McFly. Shout out to them as well. So mm-hmm. it's just amazing how, like, again, the networking can take you and then your skills and your ability to move and impact the crowd can take you to a lot of places. And it's funny because I think when people hear the word networking, they think of, like, people in business suits and just, like, shaking hands and stuff like that because, like, that's what will pop up in, like, a stock image. But, yep. like, networking can just simply be just interacting with people. It could it could go down into DMs as well. Yep. Just, you know, connecting with people, figuring out, like, what you guys got in common, yep. um, how y'all can help each other out. Like, oh, big- Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would call it more of a support. Support network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know? like, uh, one thing that, that Gary Vaynerchuk always says is, like, first you got to give value before you even ask mm-hmm. for, yeah. uh, something from, from someone. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, the perfect way to network. If, like, you know, you're trying to connect with someone that may be in a, in a better spot that you are in, yeah. um, figure out where you can create value for them and then create that value and then, you know, connect in that manner. So DJ Romeo, well, coming up, like, I, I remember... When we first met, it was through our boy Barry. So mm-hmm. shout out to my boy Barry. Shout out Barry. <laughs> it was at, at at the rooftop parties, um, and then from there, like we clicked, and it was it's, it's been a vibe ever since. So tell tell me like what, how'd you get started in the mix, and now you you've been moving a lot around like even the corporate realm. Tell mm-hmm. tell us how you've been moving around with that with that industry specifically. So for me, um, I DJed for the first time in like my. When I graduated from high school, like my senior year, the summer after senior year, um, this girl was having a party. She's like, oh, I heard you're like trying to DJ and stuff. Do you want to DJ? I didn't have my own equipment. So this is a guy I used to rock with that had his 
we used to go to his house all the time. So I was like, yo, I just got booked for a party. I don't know what I'm doing, but do you want to <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go just they just want music. Do you want to come um DJ with me? So we did that party and then we just graduated. So everybody's having graduation parties. Yeah. So they they were booking me and I was literally used, like learning how to DJ on the job. That's dope. And, <laughs> and I did I did all that DJing at home, asked my family, like I would be playing music like late at night, just yeah. trying to perfect my crowd. And then I mean my craft. And then like word of mouth is so powerful because people yeah. just started Max. spreading the words. And then before you knew it, I did my first wedding. Right. And like I I like to think of myself like specializing in weddings because okay. like, that's really what took me to the next level. And mm. I've been Getting booked with that, and then obviously with weddings, you have people that own businesses, and yeah. that's how you get. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's you. how you get connected with the corporate. And one thing that I feel like set myself apart from everybody is like I literally, no matter if it's a small gig or a big gig, I post everything. Nice. Because in the in the social media world, if people don't see what you're doing, they don't know that you do it, and they can't. They can't book you. Content and consistency. Yeah, content. Like, I, I post everything. I share everything. And I kind of have that connection with my followers, too. And mm-hmm. when they see somebody or hear somebody needs a DJ, they're like, oh, I just saw him post something the other day. And that's kind of how I've been growing my business. And then I got in with Lehigh Valley Health Network. I do mm-hmm. all their... They do, like, these... Um, It's called Impact Athlete. Oh, yeah. So they bring Jahan Dotson. They do, like, all these events. I'm pretty much their guy. It's That's it's fine. not like an official thing, but like anytime they need somebody, they hit me up. Yeah, you know, like for get eight. them to give you that label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Official DJ LVHN, <laughs> it's going down the LVHN mixtape. And if y'all see this, y'all gotta pay me for that because <laughs> I don't play. Yeah. So with that, and then other corporate um, ADP saw that I do stuff yeah. like that. So I've been... ADP mixtape coming soon, <laughs> and y'all do owe me money. <laughs> so I've been I've doing been staffing y'all. <laughs> I've been doing the ADP stuff, and then I just like with um, other stuff that I'm working on, trying to do more of like my own stuff. But like, kind of like we were talking about the Maxi Hotel coming in oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to be like the guy, like go in there. Yo, we'll, I can see you, bro. Yeah, we want to take care of the events. We we have the crowd. We want to do all this stuff. So, like, that's kind of like my story with how I started. And sorry. Yeah, no, continue, bro. Continue. Shout out to all the like the older DJs that really helped me. Like, I gotta give props to DJ June because he mm. pretty much like when I first started. Like, I used to go to his house and he used to like literally hold my hand and yeah. teach me how. This is how you. This is how you organize your crates. This is what you gotta do. This is, yeah. and he he helped me so much, and he got me in some of the clubs. Like he like he vouched for me. Like he's like, yeah, he he got it. And then obviously you do a good job, and then you got to take care of it from there yourself. Right. You know? yeah. That's that key element too. With like what you're talking about networking, right? To me, some of it, so much of it is just being a good human, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Doing what you said you're gonna do. So if someone's willing. To be like, you know what, I'm going to show you here. I'm willing to take you there. You know, doing what you say you're going to do. And if you don't, you know, be willing enough to hold yourself accountable to, like, apologize or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, so much of that is just being a good person. And when you connect with people and they can sense that and they see you live up to what you say, like, all the doors just start opening up for you. So, I think that's, like, something that's happened with me. Why, you know, at my job, they're always like, yo, you know everybody. And I'm like, I really don't, <laughs> but I... I been in a lot of different spaces um, and I've been privileged to meet so many different people or people just tell people about me but most of the time if you ask anyone 
like what I do, they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing post about it. One thing I like that what he said about his story is the fact that he booked a whole gig and he didn't even have the equipment. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he was resourceful. Yep. And that that right there, Facts. that right there is the key to like yeah, entrepreneurship. Cause like a lot of entrepreneurs, they just take the leap. They don't know like ABCs and stuff like that, like exactly how it's gonna go down. But they figure it out along the way, and sometimes it got to be that way. But that's what I call it. You take the leap, and then you learn. Yep. yep. Drop the L, and then you earn. Because a lot, of, I feel like a lot of people, what stops them from even trying something out is they get scared to yeah. even take that leap. They'll be, they'll say like, "Nah, I don't got the, I don't got the latest equipment. Mm-hmm. I don't got yep. the latest speakers. That's I don't got the latest mixer." Analysis paralysis is another yep. one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so because y'all talking about that, and I was talking about becoming a DJ, which one of y'all gonna let me lend? The equipment so I could do this gig that I booked. I got you. See, I got look you. how easy that was. No worries. I, you. <laughs> I could get a gig booked. I don't got one, but, mm. but I, I already put it into existence. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna earn commission off of that. No, you're not. At least you know I you got for the sale. <laughs> you didn't put in on this, you can't get down on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be my photographer, I'll bring you in off that. I got proof that I did it. <laughs> you see, look, I'm trying to bring you money. Look at that. I'll, I'll I'll be in charge of the invoicing. <laughs> I would get you more money from photography than you'll get from my little percentage of DJing. You see that? that? I tried to do better for you. You tried to sell yourself short. Damn, that's fast. That's why I'm a real big homie. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, but funny, fu- funny enough. Like all jokes aside, though, um, something similar happened with me and Nice because like before, like I always mm. tell this story, and we always tell this story with anybody that we meet, um, and we get in the topic about networking is the fact that Nice really put me on to moving around in the business spaces because um, back in, in high school, they didn't have any type of like business programs or anything like that that really taught you networking and how to really move around in these spaces. Mm-hmm. And Nice literally like started taking me to events with them, introducing me uh, to people as a student. And then eventually he was like, look, just, you just got to go. Um, start going to, to these events alone and then see how it goes. Because then uh, once you know one person, you start meeting like, going around the same circles and you start seeing familiar faces and those yeah. strangers start turning into familiar faces. So that's the, that's the dope part about networking and like just growing overall. Um, Cause then you be start becoming that familiar face, whether it's on the flyer, whether it's at the event yeah. and your name starts getting um, thrown all over the place for, for a positive reason, which mm-hmm. is your art. Facts. Big facts. And I, and I, th- I think is the, the key when you get somewhere, be willing to take somebody with you. Like, Again, all that stuff, it was never really part of my job, but I know how important it is as an educator that they're not covered in these classes. And I work at, you know, at that time I worked at a smaller college and now I work at a university and they don't cover these things. And so I'm always like, yeah, I might have taught you something in class or I might know you from a program outside of this particular class, but I'm already going to be here. This ain't something I'm being paid for, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm not a subject professor. I'm a life professor. So anywhere I'm out, I'm trying to give somebody something that they could use for life no matter where they go. So it's like, well, I'm already going to be here. Just see me there. Don't be afraid. You know, you already know one person there. If there's a thousand people, if there's 500 people, if there's 200 people, you already know one person. And that's sometimes that's all it takes. Facts. Facts. Yeah. And so another thing that both of you have in common is uh, Music Fest as well. So kind of tell us about your experience with Music Fest and how you came across it, because Music Fest around this area is, is one of the biggest music events um, that we have here. If not the biggest. If not the biggest. Yeah. And so, like, having yourself, being in the music scene and having your name out there um, definitely, like, gets you established from the get. Yeah, I've done the gig there with um, uh, a, uh, a group. They're called Grupo Sin Limites. Shout out to them. 
My boy sin limite. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, they 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 sick with it, man. They they yeah, they they're brothers. Yeah, they really do the the thing. Um stage presence, they you know, they got it all. A lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And so I work I was their DJ uh this this past uh music fest. I was there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was good times, good vibes for sure. So yeah, that that was music fest for me. Um I think I did something with no, not with Jamal yet, but we'll get that in. Speaking <laughs> yeah. into existence. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. For me, um, for the longest time since I've been DJing, I've always wanted to DJ at, um, at Music Fest. And there's so many loops to try to yeah. get connected with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this uh, 2023, um, there's this uh, late this girl, this lady that uh, reached out to me. Her name's Cindy. She's very like persistent. Like she, she's like a boss lady. She, she like pushes for what she wants. She make it happen. Yeah, she make it happen. And like I got in there because of Afrobeat. Because you know me, like I'm a Afrobeat. Like that's my culture. So I'm always trying to push it. Mm-hmm. And um, she reached out to me. She's like, "You're the only one that I know in this area that's like pushing the culture. We are trying to get you guys to do music fest." Do you know anybody else that you want to um, bring out? And I know my boy on uh, MC Cheeboy, like his energy is like vibe. So I wanted to make an impact for the first time. So I got him, me, on DJ Perrin, and we we rocked it. And Music Fest made me realize there's so many African area. They just yeah. don't they just don't know where to go oh, or right. and it it was I think that's like my top gig. And we're running it back this this year. Hey, we're running it back. Right to run it back. One yep. time for the one time. Yeah. I am curious though because me as a, a cultural enth- enthusiast, you know, I came up in the mixtape area mm-hmm. era. So, you know, I used to buy a lot of mixtapes out here. Shout out to the underground set and the fellas that ran that back in the day as a teenager. I moved to New York, went to Queens. Uh, I lived in Queens. I'd always be in Jamaica buying mad mixtapes from all the stores and like. The DJs were so important to the mixtape era, yep. and they developed a name for themselves. And you know, hosting and having different artists host along with them. Have either one of y'all ever hosted or curated a mixtape, whether major artists um, that you just kind of pulled music from and made like a mix, or or uh, you know, um, what's the DJ thing online? Like I know with SoundCloud, you can put together mm-hmm. a list. But have you guys ever done anything like that, whether with actual artists or anything like that? I don't think I have. I, I came close to doing it, um, but it, it never happened. But yeah, that that'll be dope to to um do absolutely. Yeah, I want to see that come back. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I haven't done anything like that, but I do do mixes. Like I did it during the pandemic. Like I was crazy with it. I was like I <laughs> making a bunch of mixes, but then it like it died down because I got busy. Yeah. But I'm trying to bring it back again because especially for the Afrobeat, like I'm trying to do like an Afrobeat because people people are learning about it. Yep. So I feel like people are really going to learn a lot from the mixes mm-hmm. because they can listen to it. They can, oh, yo, what's this song that he had yeah. on the mix? Yep. Right. And my next mix is going to be a Barnum Boy mix, like mm-hmm. all yeah. Barnum Boy, all, all, all his hits. Yeah, Afrobeat is starting yeah. to come into the pop scene too, because a lot, a lot yep. of the new, new songs that are hits mm-hmm. are Afrobeats. Burner Boy, he just, he just sold out. Um, what was it? The Giant Stadium? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. selling out everywhere, bro. He sold out in Canada before Beyonce. So, like, you know, yeah. you know, Major. you know, you know, he's getting, he's, he's huge, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and out here, I, I love that. Um, last summer, um, you know, DJ Bez. 
uh, Bez Music. Shout out to him. And That's my guy right PA there. Bucks, yeah. You know, they collabed on mm. on his mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was dope because I haven't seen that in a while. That's and it was dope because, you know, Bucks was out there at um Stevens Park as well performing mm-hmm. and uh, talking to the crowd and, and inspiring them. I thought it was really dope that uh, shout out to our guy, Tony Ortiz from the hey. I When I Lose podcast. Where he brought his son out there, and then his son heard, saw Bucks perform, saw you DJing, yeah, you know, saw Meltdown doing the the production, and then Tony texted me later talking about his son like wrote something and wanted to record right away. So that wow. quick, the same night, how quickly things evolve. But to bring it full circle, I'd love to see, you know, more DJs out here collab with an artist and get back to that like that hosting because, you know, it's to me you guys do such a great job at curating music and parties. But I'd like to hear that that host mm-hmm. element. And yeah. we're seeing that too because uh, you know, DJ Drama's been busy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He dropped a lot of huge mixtapes. You know what I mean? So I like that that's coming back and I'd love to see that, you know, come out here as well. Cause there's a lot of good artists I feel like that have been like stepping it up. But that's interesting you say that because um I think it was like a year, like it might have been twenty twenty three. I reached out to Bez because mm. there's a lot of um local artists out here too that you sh- like we sh- as DJs, it's our job to kind of like put them out there. So I was like, "Yo, we should do an artist showcase." So like yeah. that's something that like I'm will I'm waiting to like make that happen. So maybe I'll reach out to him again and do like an artist showcase and get a bunch of artists in the area. Word, Romeo, that's super dope. Um, we expect a lot coming from you guys. Um, and so speaking of which, what now that it's January, people are talking about their New Year's resolution. In your career, do you guys have a couple of goals for 2024 or what can we expect from y'all? I mean, for me, um, definitely, like I said earlier, I want to run back uh, Music Fest. That's on my list. That's like number one goal circled. Um, And then um, for me, for my weddings, I want to like kind of venture out more towards Philly and Jersey um, places like that Because that's That's where it's at Atlantic City Yeah Atlanta City hey. Ooh that reminds me Yo I want to do a I want to do a beach bar Like Oh man that's, Yo That's been on my list For a long time So a beach bar Would It'll be a success for me For this year Bro I don't I feel like Bug Nasty's done a few of those Down in Florida Shout yeah. out to DJ Bug Nasty That's my Dog guy. you do that yeah. I'll fly out Yeah <laughs> Yo call him on that Cause he be capping It might uh, It might happen knows. man It might he happen knows. I don't know that you gotta Fly out to AC though No you, you just drive <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can come with me You can come with me Yeah I'll be in there I'll be in there Yes Yes Yeah what, what me is pretty much The same thing Um, Expand out more to like Philadelphia area. Hey. Philly's super busy, so there's a lot of Word. things going on, on out there. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're in the perfect spot, like the tri-state, um, just being so close to New York, so close to, you know, Philly, so close to New Jersey, like major spots and major cities where, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff be, be going down. Yeah, I mean, everything's accessible. Like, the one thing I'm always saying is that you got a cell phone. Like, yeah, that'll take you everywhere. You can... Mm-hmm. Reach out to anyone, anywhere. You can see and look who's the promoter on the flyer and mm, put yeah. yourself in position. I'm saying, and people are accessible. A lot of time, it's just asking. Like, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So. Makes sense, yeah. One part, of, of the, part of the thing with uh, me asking you guys about, like, the mixtape, you know, we're always talking about, we have an uh, Empower 610 playlist on Spotify. We're always thinking about how can we empower, you know, different types of creatives. So, uh. What up? Y'all want to host an Empower 610 mixtape this year? What up? Absolutely. I'm with it. I'm with Putting it. Putting y'all on the spot. 
beat. I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I, I like the I like the pressure, so I'm down for whatever. Y'all heard? So, you're, so that means you're already down. I'm down to make a beat. Oh, yeah. right. I am. I'm promising a lot. I'm promising a lot. Yeah, the accountability podcast <laughs> loaded <laughs> on your head, brother. <laughs> it's all love, though. But I think it would be dope at some point to uh, him and I talked about it quite a bit from when we you know started this whole podcast and then being involved on the music scene. But we felt like it would be dope at some point to take all this like creative energy and dialogue and put it into like. You know other ways, so mm-hmm. yeah, and all the elements of hip hop, and then bringing them together, especially in our community, because I feel like for the longest, like the local hip hop scene was divided, and until recently, like now you're starting to see a little bit more unity. You saw it at our hip hop events, yeah, as well with the creatives, a lot more collaboration versus just competition. Yeah, and you know, hip hop is competition is fun, but at the same time, some of the best music collabs like mm. happened because artists got together and it just wasn't just one artist you know what i want to go off the cuff here because i see this meme going around on the internet and mm. i have a twisted perception on things but the meme says um competition happens at the bottom because the people at the top are collaborating hey what do y'all think about that i, be- I believe it's true um you know people people do more together than you know broken apart you know yeah. So yeah, that's why they have the, what's called divide and conquer, and it's not a good thing. And the people at the top, obviously, they're do they did it right to get up there. And you can't you can't go nowhere if you don't have like support system or um, a group of people to help you to the top. So that's a very powerful, powerful meme. What about you? Well, yeah, I agree because like you even see it with the big corporations. Because at one point, Microsoft would have went out of business without Apple. As much as people do the whole like Android versus like iPhone or, or PC, I thought it was Mac. the other way around. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Apple had an issue and Bill Gates bailed them out. Was we'll it? have to fact check that. We'll fact we, check. One it. of us is probably wrong. But. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I might be wrong. I, I could be wrong too because it is an interesting story, and I remember like watching videos and reading about, it, and I was like compelled by it because they were rivalries, right? But right. I knew one of them bailed out the other one. Yeah, yeah, but that's oh. that's that's the whole point of it is the fact that like even it's kind of like the Joker and Batman, like mm-hmm. being like the villain and the hero. Without the villain, the hero wouldn't be as big. So that's that's my comparison. So I definitely agree with that. <laughs> but I feel like you're making my point because I don't agree with it. You don't agree with it? No, I feel like everyone's agreeable because in theory, collaboration sounds beautiful. What would happen? Let's let's start with sports. Imagine Michael Jordan collaborating with Isaiah Thomas. We don't get real Jordan. Think yeah. about it, hmm. right? So as much as we like to think in theory, collaboration is healthy. I promise you, I'm all for collaborating. Not everyone's meant to collaborate. Competition, having a villain, makes people rise to the occasion or somebody crumbles. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have competition... Some people wouldn't actually rise at the occasion because there's no threat. I read this quote. Um, I forgot who said it, but it said, if you don't have a villain that's coming for you, create one. Because when you're in survival mode, your creation's different. So that's why I'm like, I love it, but I feel like people are jumping on it for like the wrong reasons. I, feel I don't like- mind competing, though, but I do love to collab, but I don't mind having competitive energy. People are jumping I on like it. smoke. Yeah. <laughs> People are jumping on it for like the 
easy, like easy, yeah. easy way out, pretty much. Because I think it's, I think there's truth to it. Like in theory, if we could all be harmonious, but Coke and Pepsi will never do a collab. That would be fire, though. And they will <laughs> literally. Jeez, imagine the clown of McDonald's collaborating with the king from Burger King. You will never see it happen. It will be different. Oh my God! You know what? How yeah. about Nike does a collab with Reebok? It will never happen. So never competition is is healthy. I it's literally a, it's necessary. Never. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. I feel yeah. I feel like um, both of them are like both of them are necessary in certain situations. Yeah, I agree. Um, so so it's, it's a situational. I also feel like nice be trying to be the hip hop Thanos because he just set us all up and just said. Your ideas. <laughs> you know, I was curious because I keep just kidding. <laughs> he said collaborating, collaborating, collaborating. Yeah. I, I was like, nah. Uh, yeah, I like. I, I just, I just love alternative perspectives, and the internet's having too much fun with that one. I don't, I don't care to argue with people on the internet. Cause I, don't, I don't got time for that. I'd rather argue, like here, like if someone wants to come here and argue me about it, cool. Nah, that's, that's yeah. Cool. But I feel like as much as I love to collab, competition is healthy just as much. Mm-hmm. Nah, definitely. I, I all jokes aside, like that's that's um that's something I appreciate you uh, about you as well as the fact that you always have like a different way of thinking, and sometimes you make me think from a different perspective. So I like having like people like you around because it opens up your perspective of things as well. So yeah, I honestly think it's a gift and a curse because sometimes I observe some like weird, random, or jacked up shit, and then part of me understands the psychology. I also want to arrive there, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I could rationalize that. I don't agree with it. But I could rationalize how you landed there. And a lot of it just be, motherfuckers be mad emotional. <laughs> yeah, bro. People be soft these days, but we not getting into that. <laughs> well, yeah, but I I, I think, I, I like healthy competition. I don't, I don't like, uh, like violent competition. Like, unless it's boxing. Like, I love to watch boxing and sports. Yeah. But I, I like when people battle rap. Like, they be talking crazy to each other. But a lot of them be, be cool for the most part. Or yeah. same thing with DJ battles. Like, DJ battles be fire, but it makes people step to, step when it you up. are challenged yeah. and you know that person, you're like, nah, I'm gonna try to outdo them. That yeah. forces innovation. Absolutely. Competition that's forces true. innovation. Exactly. So that's why we had the Microsoft and Apple Wars and Steve Jobs getting pushed down, him having to come back and he focused on product, less on large expansion. And then he controlled, like you couldn't buy an Apple that wasn't at an Apple store for mad long. Because like, no, I want to control my shit because I don't want to be next to that mid shit over there. Mm-hmm. Control is a good variable. Yeah, for sure. So one of the questions that we always ask on the podcast here um, from all our guests is that if you met yourself on an elevator and it was you 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself in that elevator? So we'll start with you, Mike Nice. Um, I would say, you know, like, like, life is a journey. You know, um, definitely uh, take your time, but don't take your time, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, just, you know, definitely just like what I was just mentioning about emotion, um, don't, don't take things, you know, too personally, you know, uh, and, and, you know, just get, get through things one, one, one step at a time. Facts. Mm-hmm. How about you, Romeo? And for me, I would say just don't be afraid to take chances. Um, just jump, just put yourself like, like the story I told you, like I didn't have any equipment. I could have easily got out of it and been like, I don't have any equipment. Sorry, I was like, right. you know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out and try to see what I can do. So I would just tell myself, just take every chance, take every um, possibility. Like, don't be afraid to to fail. Yeah, right. Take action. Take action. Yeah. 
behind every every failure, there's a lesson. Mm-hmm. I like to say risk takers get all the rewards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's a you know I feel like that's an an important one. And it, um, and it's crazy because if you think about like what if he didn't take that risk, right? Mm-hmm. How much di- how different his life would have been now. Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't have done any of these events or maybe not even DJ. Yeah. He would have been yeah, doing something else. Where one day I'm going to tell you all the crazy risks I done took. People would think I was absolutely insane. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm safe. I'm <laughs> reckless. <laughs> Very reckless. <laughs> In a good way. Calculated yeah. reckless. Let me not talk too crazy. Calculated but. risk. Mm-hmm. We got him. <laughs> Yo, you're the copy paste color. Like, you're like a whole plagiarist. <laughs> How you be trying to plagiarize my content? That's crazy. Hey man, good good artists create, great artists steal. Yeah, and get killed. <laughs> All right, whatever you say, I'm gonna find a way to flip it. That's what I do. I'm a flipologist. So, where can the people follow you? And do you have any upcoming events that you would like to promote? Gang. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Well, I always say Snapchat. I don't even use it. <laughs> Twitter's not, not even a thing. It's called X now. But yeah, it's DJ Mike Nice, DJ M I K E N Y C E. Um, the nice and nice mixtape coming soon. Word, word. And uh, I got a gig on Thursday. Thursdays uh, at Stooges. I'm be do- I'm there like every Thursday. Uh, it's hey. College night. It's pretty dope. Um, and I kind of be jumping around. So. Uh, Saturday, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'm booked. And then Sunday, we do a brunch at Stoke Pizza in, in Easton um, from 1 to 5. Um, nice, chill vibe, good times, good vibes. Um, and then we got the DJ Cafe every last Sunday of the month. Um, that goes from uh, 3 p.m. To, to 8 p.m. And, yeah, me and my boy DJ Johnny Quest, we do that. Um, for all the DJs and you know, just just for us to um, collab and 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 um, DJ, <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> so for me, you can find me on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. It says uh, DJ Romeo G underscore on Instagram, and I also own. Um, I'm part owner at Friends Leah Valley. So we do a lot Dang. of we do a lot of dance dance hall, Caribbean, Afrobeat events. And then I have V Live, which we just did an event at Dime um, hey. New Year's Eve. Mm. So V Live is more of like an upscale kind of dress up, show out kind of kind of spot. Let's go. And then um, Facebook is just Romeo Gay, and then on Snapchat is on DJ Romeo G underscore. I'm I'm kind of getting around to TikTok. I'm I'll be posting <laughs> stuff on there, <laughs> but um, it is what it is. But yeah, that's that's where you can find me. I'm I'm in the area. Oh, oh, I forgot my big, big, big uh, company. So I, I own um, uh, DJ Romeo G Birthday Weddings and More. So that's mm-hmm. more of like Let's my, go. my corporate, my wedding um, my wedding uh, events and stuff like that. I'm working on a website right now mm-hmm. to just kind of put it in front of um, the right clients. Let's go. Nice, nice. Yeah, for sure. So you guys better follow these two. If you guys are looking for a good time, make sure you go check them out. And you're you're having a good time. They're probably being the DJ of the event. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. <laughs> word, word. Also, people need to make sure they subscribe because this guy weirdo over here is always having staring contests with the guests. <laughs> uncomfortable, but Fact. please make sure y'all like, share, subscribe if you're feeling the vibes. Yes, sir. Catch another episode of Empower Six One Zero. Turn on those notifications. Subscribe, and we out.